G'day, I'm Scott Gibbons, and today we start a new program. It's called On the Road. It's a show you're going to love. It's all about caravans and camper trailers and motorhomes and tents and four-wheel drives and all the things that you love about our great nation. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about, and we're going to talk about things that we can see through the radio. So if you're ready, let's get the show on the way. G'day, I'm here with Jimmy. I'm Scott Gibbons. This is On the Road. You're with 89.9 FM, Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. Jimmy Falazzo is a caravaner, and Jimmy knows as much about caravanning, I think, as most people. And he's done a fair bit over recent years. So I promised you when we started doing the show that everybody that we talked to would not be just the sort of person who's paid to come on, the sort of person who's sponsored, the sort of person who says nice things because they're supposed to say nice things. What Jimmy does, he's real. He's one of you. He's on the road, and that's what we're doing now, on the road. So, Jimmy... Your van, can you tell us what sort of van you've got? Yeah, it's a, a Newlands concept. It's about 18 foot, uh, tandem axle. Very happy with it. Had no problems, had it for about six years. Wow, that's good. So is there any changes that you have done to that particular van? No, none at all. Wow, Very that says happy a lot. With it, the way it was manufactured, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> now, do you know what sort of suspension it has? Yes, it's got loose spring suspension. All right. And where do you take it? Like what sort of roads? Uh, let's, let's be honest. 95% bitumen. I try, try to stay off dirt if I can. Have had it on dirt. Um, yeah, it went all right. But let's keep in mind it was a good dirt road. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't be going off-off-road with it. With, the, it, with that sort of suspension? Yeah, with that sort of suspension. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you've got to be... You've, you've got to... Treat the thing with a bit of respect. I mean, if you're going to bash it around, well, it's not going to last. That's true. Now, what got you into caravan? Oh, basically, when we retired, nearly all of our... Well, when I say nearly all of our friends, most of our friends uh, have caravans that, and we all live within a very close proximity of each other and we all caravan... Well, we try to caravan together at least once a year and that's what got us into it and that's what keeps us going with it. And I've got this brother-in-law that's got a van as well and he likes to get away with us too. <laughs> So what advice would you give to new vanners, people that are getting in? Seeing this is your first van and you've had it for, say, six years, what, what advice would you give to people today? Would, would they, should they go to the show, for instance, and have a look at the caravan shows and look at the different models? Do they just look at them on the internet? Do they just go yes, and get Yes, no, no, no. no. I, I, that's, well, that's how, how we did it. We went to the a couple of caravan shows before we made any sort of the decision. Just so we could, I think you've got to get into them and have a look at them for what they really are, and uh, not just look at pictures. So, like, I think anyone in, like ch- trying to get into it or wanting to get into it should should probably go and have a look themselves. So, where have you been? What, what sort of travel do you do? Well, look, it varies from anything from a couple of weeks. I think the biggest one we've done is fourteen weeks. Fourteen weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's basically that was three quarters of the way around around the country. Wow, so we, where, where did you head to? Where was the furthest? Well, we've been across, you know, we went across to Perth from basically from the central coast where we live and then up, up, up to Darwin and back down the middle to Alice Springs and out to Ayers Rock and back down to Port Augusta and back across from New South Wales to get home. Ooh. And that was a 14 week trip. And I'll be honest, by the time the 14 weeks is up, I was happy to get home. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know a lot of people travel full time and I, I accredit it and they. Yeah, how they do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it can be a lot of fun, but, you know, you, you do miss the comforts of home, I find. Yeah. So in, in your travels then, did you have a highlight on, on that trip? Yeah, probably uh, the, sub, the southern part of Western Australia, down across Esperance and Albany, all, all down through there, Margaret River. Uh, absolutely beautiful country down there. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people rave about the extreme west coast going back up Western Australia. Uh, I didn't find that as as interesting and as nice as the bottom of Western Australia, to be very honest. But that's only my opinion. Yeah. Everyone's different. So your caravan is more of a, as you said, basically a highway caravan with a little bit of dirt thrown in, but basically. So you were able to travel across Australia, do all of that, go up to Darwin, do all the things... And you didn't need to have the heavy-duty off-road van? No. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I think if you want to do things like the Gibb River Road, etc., etc., those sort of places, yeah, you will need one. Or 
you've got to hope the road's just been graded. <laughs> and it's a long road. So So what do you tow with? What's your tow vehicle? I've got a, an NT Progero. Yeah. Um, love it. I love it. It's, it's never let me down or let, or let us down. Um, I get it serviced regularly by a good bloke. He does a very good job. It's a diesel? It's a diesel, yes. Um, once you get up and going, you don't really know you've got the van behind you. And so with having the van behind you, have you, have you got weight distribution? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, the first couple of years I didn't have any weight distribution. And then I, I had a, a, a good friend who kept saying, when are you going to put one on? When are you going to put one on? So I eventually did it. Um, yeah, I think it makes a little bit of a difference. I've noticed some sort of difference with it. Um, you asked something earlier. What was the start of that question? What changes have you made to your van? No, 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 that wasn't it. It was about this weight distribution thing. Oh, weight distribution. Well, have you <laughs> yeah. noticed a difference in having them on? And then you said you've, yeah. you've noticed a little bit and you said you'd done the first couple of years without it. But that's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so as, as far as your vehicle goes and, and loading up, what sort of things do you find that you don't need to take? Because a lot of vanners, they go out there and they load up as heavy as. What, what sort of oh, extra gee, things do they that's... take that you don't take? Well, that's very personal, really. I mean, well, that, that's difficult to answer because what's important, maybe important to you, isn't, isn't important to me. Mm. I mean, when I see people with outboard motors and boats on the roof, and, I mean, obviously they want to take that. To me, that's overloading. But, yeah. you know, hey, I guess it depends what you're driving with, doesn't it? Uh, and and depends if you're staying within the weight limits mm. well, so that that's your insurance very, is still intact. A very iffy situation right. now I think like weight just well weight weight yeah weight in general yeah so yeah. the the trip that you did the big one mm-hmm. where did you stay were you staying in caravan parks were you free camping uh well we, we we mostly stayed in caravan parks I'll be honest um we did do a bit of free camping just depending where we were and at what time we were there uh one one thing I was told we went in June yeah, June July or Sorry, we were over in Western Australia June, July, and some some friends had said to us, "Oh, look, make sure you book all the way up the west coast because it, school holidays will be very busy. You won't get in." So we took that advice and we did that. We we pre-booked all the way up the coast, and on reflection, didn't really have to do it. I think the only place we came across where you may have had trouble was probably Broome. Everywhere else, you could have got in, and. What that does to you is that it doesn't put time limitations on you. And when you're trying to book months in advance and you're thinking, how long am I going to want to stay at this place or that place? And then when you get there, you're there for four nights and you think, gee, been here two nights, I wish you could go tomorrow, but you've already paid for four nights. <laughs> so I think you need to be a bit aware that um, it isn't as bad as it's made out travelling up that west coast. There's, there is plenty of accommodation. That's very, very valid. So really what you're saying is you can book a little bit ahead or just free camp. Yeah, that's well yeah, that's basically I think the way to do it. Like if, if you you know where and when you're going, well you book a couple of days ahead and you know you've got it. Yeah. But you don't have to book months ahead and that's, and then you're stuck with it. So the trip that you did, again working on that fourteen week one, what what sort of kilometres would you travel in a day? Uh, between three and five hundred probably. That's but good. that's not travelling every day, don't forget, either. I mean, like I said, you may have stayed somewhere for four days. Yeah. Sometimes five days. I mean, we stayed at Margaret River for a week. So, but, you know, like, I don't like doing more than about four to 500 k's a day. Well, that's me personally. Yeah. I think that, for me, that's enough. Right. Uh, I find I'm not, you know, if you leave, leave early enough in the morning, you, 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 you're getting where you want to go around lunchtime or just after lunch. Gives you the afternoon to settle in. You know, unhook, do all the things you've got to do, and by that, by afternoon you're finished and you can relax. So did you need to service the van while you were away on that big trip? No, had the van serviced before we left. Yeah? Um, no. Good. What about no. the vehicle? I, well, I, I, I did an oil change and filter change on the way around up in Darwin. Yeah, you um, do your own. Oh, well, just, yeah, I, I do every second one, basically, and I had it serviced before we left. Yeah. We did 19,000 k's, I think, in total. So after about ten or 11,000 k's, I did the oil change and that was fine when we got back. Fabulous. 
Well done. Mm. So what would you suggest to people who are looking at doing a trip like that? How much planning goes into it? Mm, yeah. yeah, you do need to plan some something. I mean, you can't just <laughs> say, oh, we're going to go tomorrow and go. I mean, well, you can, I guess, if you want. That's up to you. But So was that just your vehicle or, or with other people in the in the trip with you? Well, it started off, there was, I think, from memory, there was six lots of us went. Wow. Uh, and we were all together as far as Perth. And then Perth, we left everybody and we went our way and a couple of others went other ways and some came back. But, you know, we did travel with six couples going across. Good. Yeah. And, and that, was that too many? Is that enough? No, it's not too many. But, I mean, you've got, you've got to be aware that um, not everybody wants to do the same thing all the time. So you've got to, it's, there's got to be a bit of give and take. Yeah. So and did you have radio contact between yeah, the vehicles? Yeah, we've all got two ways. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, on a trip like that, yeah, you really got to have. Yeah. So you can communicate. Yeah, yep. And reversing cameras on the caravans? How many of the six had reversing cameras, do you think? Well, I think about two. Two? Yeah, mine mm. wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> so it should have been three. <laughs> so what's on your, your wish list now for travelling? Uh, well, like I say, we've done, we've done, I think, every state really except Victoria. We're hoping to get away next March for a month down to Victoria and maybe go down the coast to Phillip Island, then, you know, then through Melbourne and along the Great Ocean Road and then back up through the middle. Wonderful. It should take a bit. Yeah, we're hoping about four weeks, I think. And, the, and there will be four or five other vans going with us. Wow. But again, probably maybe not all leaving at the same time, but we'll all meet up somewhere and on the odd, yeah, have some time together, move away, catch up again. Um, yeah. All right. So that's our next trip. Well, this has all been terrific. So storing your van in between trips, how do you do it? Uh, I store it. Luckily, what we've got room along the side of our house for me to put it. It's it's level, so I put it up on jack stands to keep the tyres off the ground, and I put wheel covers on. And that's about so by it. wheel covers, they're the tyre covers that, yeah, that the stop the sun the, yeah, hitting the stop, yeah right. from damaging or yeah, deteriorating yeah. the tyres. And so the jacks that you put it on, yep, that's to take the the weight of off the bottom of the wheel, so that the wheels actually. Correct. In air, yes, and they don't, and so they you don't, don't get, get a flat spot. Spots. Yeah, That's correct. <laughs> very yes. good, very yes. good. And it, it has a solar panel on it, so I try and make sure that. Well, that's why I don't cover it up because that way it keeps the battery fully charged all the time. Yeah, and that battery is now six years old and it's still as strong as when we, I think when we first had it. Fabulous. So yeah, it works. All right. Well, you've been listening to Jimmy, and Jimmy's been telling us all about his travel and tours. And thanks, Jimmy, for your time on that. I'm Scott Gibbons. This is On the Road. We might have, Jimmy, is there a favourite song that you'd like us to play? Somebody Aussie? <laughs> Just a, a, an Aussie song. A little bit of Akadaka? Yeah. ACDC it is. What do you want? Highway to Hell? Ooh, Highway to Hell. Good, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Highway that to Hell. Good. Courtesy of Jimmy. I'm Scott Gibbons. Hey, you're on the road. 89.9 FM, the best in the West. Thanks for listening. We'll have more for you pretty soon after Jimmy's song.
Gents, good to have you listening to 89.9 FM, Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. We're going to talk about annexes. Now, if you've got a, a need for an annex, I'm going to give you a company that is just sensational. Their name is Annex Solutions, annexsolutions.com.au. Now, if you need an annex, uh, and annexes are great because it really can just about double the size of your RV unit, and these people create, the, and they're Aussies, by the way, they are Aussies, but they create the annex to your design or to their design, whichever you need. If you just want them to do it, and they will work it out exactly what you need. But it gives you more space. It gives you more privacy. It gives you more comfort. And, of course, you get more security when you're camping. So it just adds to your lifestyle and adds to your space. Now, here's the ace. Here's the ace in the deck. Annex solutions come to you. They come to you. So if you're anywhere from Wollongong to Newcastle, just about in that sort of region, they will come to you. So they bring their truck, they do the measure up, they discuss exactly what your needs are, they drive away, they make what it is, they come back, they install it, it's done for you. So what do they do? Well, they'll do annexes, they'll do rollout awnings, uh, they'll do vinyl skin replacements, they have an, an annex or an awning saver. Awning saver, by golly, it's a brilliant thing because everyone has generally an awning on their caravan and on that awning, there's one little part, when you, roll the, when you roll the awning up, there's one part that's always exposed to the sun. Always exposed to the sun. It's just the part that cops all the weather. Well, they've created an awning saver. Brilliant. Talk to them about that. They're not expensive. They're really, really a beautiful thing, the awning saver. They've got anti-flap kits. They've got curved roof rafters. They've got draft skirts. They've got plain and printed sidewalls. The printed sidewalls, whatever you want. They've got such a choice, such a choice. Insurance companies use them. That's how good their quality is. The insurance repairs that they do would blow your mind. So annex alterations, if you need your annex redone, if you need new windows put in, they'll install, they'll set up, and they'll do a demonstration on the, on the item that you're buying so that when they install it, they bring it back to you. They install it. It's done. And totally reliable. They are Aussie, and you get a three-year warranty with them. They are fabulous. So if you've got an insurance claim, if you need your annex rejigged, if you need new windows put in it, annexsolutions.com.au. I know these people. I know them. They are fabulous. Annexsolutions.com.au. If you want to, you could even give them a call. You can give them a call if you want to. one three hundred annex one three hundred. A double N E X E or one three hundred two double six three nine three one three hundred two double six three nine three annex solutions.com.au Now insurance is one of those things we all should have. If you've got a camper van, a camper trailer, your four-wheel drive, your motorhome, whatever it be, you need insurance. Now CIL insurance, they've put out some information which shows that 75% of the claims that they receive come through basically three different areas. So three different ways that 75% of their claims come through. Now the first one is storm, hail or flood. So storm, hail and flood are amongst the highest causes of insurance claims in Australia. So whether it's just one of those funny things. So they suggest always check the surroundings when parking your caravan or your motorhome. So you you see that beautiful treed area, the site, the position that can be just too close to the river and you're too much underneath the trees. So keep an eye on the weather and consider your options when parking because the weather can change and all of a sudden you've got a branch falling down onto your, onto your vehicle, onto your caravan. So before you head off, check the seals on your caravan. So check them, make sure that your seals, so that's your window areas and whatnot, that they're not all worn or crazed because storms can cause major damage. Now, some of those leaks that come in, it's just like your car, general wear and tear, maybe are not insurable. So that damage can be major, but it might not be an insurable incident. So again, make sure that your RV is checked, parked outdoors, exposed to the sun, weather over extended periods. That can affect your rubbers around the windows and your seals around your vents and whatnot. So, important. And then the third one they suggest, if possible, store your caravan under cover when you're not travelling. So if it's during winter and you're in Sydney and you're not using it, then make sure, if you can, 
that it's undercover because a bad hailstorm might might cause what looks like just surface cosmetic damage, but really the the bill to insure it or to get that damage fixed can be worth more than the than your caravan's value. So that's something to consider. Another area that they show is is hitting a stationary object. Now, when we were talking to Joe Berta from NX Solutions, he said that one of the major areas of repairs that he gets is repairing awnings because people go too close to a corner and hit their awning. Same thing with CIL insurance. They're saying a good option like that is to expand your driver visibility. So maybe install a camera on the rear of your caravan or additional mirrors. In fact, if you go to polarisgps.com.au, that's polaris, P-O-L-A-R-I-S, gps.com.au, they sell camera kits, uh, which might be three cameras. So you can have a camera on each side of your caravan plus a camera at the rear. Uh, they give you a unit so that you can look at those cameras from inside your car as you're driving along. Those cameras, in fact, you can see who's behind you. You can see who's overtaking you on either side. And if you're going too close to something, when you're reversing, you can see the sides of your caravan, not just the rear. So, And the same thing with motorhomes as well. Pretty good thing. So that's polarisgps.com.au. So and the other thing is accidental damage. This again comes from CIL, accidental damage. So you've insured your RV, but make sure you insure your contents as well because damage to your caravan contents, for example, a generator or a portable fridge or even bicycles on board, they can cause damage. And if you don't have the correct insurance, so make sure you talk to CIL or talk to your broker. Make sure that you've got the coverage that's needed. That's pretty important. Hey, let's have a little bit of music. If we're going traveling, we might see an emu. So John Williamson, he's celebrating, I think it's his 50th year since he wrote Old Man Emu. Old Man Emu, he wrote just a fun song. He ended up winning New Faces, which was a talent contest back in 1970. But he wrote this in 69, so that's about 50 years ago. So John Williamson, here we go, Old Man Emu. Let me tell you of an interview with an old man emu. He's got a beak and feathers and things, but the poor old fella ain't got no wings. Aren't you jealous of the wedge-tailed eagle and battle it da 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 while the eagle's flying round and round to keep it two feet firmly on the ground? Now I can't fly, but I'm telling you, I can run the pants of a kangaroo, but I do. Model for the 50 cents, um, the designer should have had more sense. Um, if you take a look, it'll prove to you. <laughs> I ran the pants of that kangaroo, but I do. Take a look, it'll prove to you. We ran the pants of the kangaroo. Like a cockatoo, um, battle it, da da da. Swoop and toss like an albatross, um, battle it, da da da. You silly gala, I'm better by far than a white cockatoo or a budgerigar. They squeak and squawk and try to talk. Why, me and them's like cheese and chalk, but I do. He can't fly, but I'm telling you, we can run the pads on a kangaroo. Last time I saw old man, he knew him, battle it, da da da. He was chasing a female, he knew him, battle it, da da da. As he shot past, I heard him say, She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pants of a kangaroo, but I do. She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pants of a kangaroo. There is a moral to this ditty, um, battle it, da da da. Thrush can sing, but he ain't pretty, um, battle it, da da da. Duck can swim, but he can't sing, nor can eagle on the wing. Emu can't fly, but I'm telling you, he can run the pants of a kangaroo. Well, the cuckoo barrel laughed and he said, It's true, um, battle it, da da da. 
Alrighty, now here's one for your diary. It's called the All British Day. So if you're a car freak, as I am, there's about 1,500 vehicles that will be on display at the King's School, which is on Pennant Hills Road at Parramatta. So if you're into the old Austins or whatever it be, but importantly for your four-wheel drive buffs, Land Rover Car Club go there. So Land Rovers will be there. Range Rovers will be there. I think the Rolls-Royce Car Club are going. So there's about 15. 1500 vehicles that are going to be there for you to see. I don't think Sydney has a real car show anymore, so this is a beauty and it's a little bit of history. You'll be able to smell some of the cars, the, the old qualities that are there. So it starts at 9, finishes at 3 pm. It's on Sunday, the 15th of September. It's at the King School, Pennant Hills Road, Parramatta. So if you want to see some really old Land Rovers and some of the modern Land Rovers and some Range Rovers, and again, about 1500 all British vehicles, it's the All British Day, then go there. The King School, Pennant Hills Road, Parramatta, Sunday, September 15, 9 till 3 o'clock. Should be a great time. Hey, the old expression, you're cooking with gas. And, and you are, because we all have the LPG bottle with us, don't we? LPG, that stands for liquefied petroleum gas. It's convenient, it's relatively inexpensive, and for most caravanners and campers, it's pretty readily available. However, it is very, very flammable, and I've got some hints for you on how to look after you and the gas and your vehicles, because uh, this is important. Camping season's always there, and if you're going out to use gas, we just treat it as being a bottle of gas, and we plug it in, the way we go. But there's certain things we've got to be aware of. LPG, for instance, is heavier than air, so it will always be lower on the floor. So if it escapes on the inside of your caravan or camper, motorhome, whatever it be, it will be down on the floor. So that's why it's very, very, very important that you don't plug up your ventilation. You know, quite often you think of people or you might see somebody and they've plugged up their vents because they don't want the cold air coming in. <laughs> you need that air coming in in case some of that gas falls down because you don't want to be breathing in that gas. It's not good for you. So those regulations, very, very, very important. Now your cylinders, they've got to be stored upright, they've got to be securely fastened. Uh, we have them fitted with a safety relief valve. Now that relief valve is designed to release the gas to the atmosphere in case there's a pressure build-up. Now importantly, and this is really, really a, an important thing, make sure that your relief valve is pointing away from both your caravan and your tow vehicles. That, re that relief valve pointed away from your caravan and your tow vehicle. I've, I've seen many people and they just put the, put the bottles on and they just don't care. This is very, very important. Uh, and if you can, if, you're not, if you don't have your vehicle under cover, then you can give those cylinders a coat of paint once a year. That will often prevent rust formation. And every 10 years, you should have the cylinder inspected and retested or indeed uh, give it to the council. There's generally a council pickup for those, or not a pickup, but you deliver them off and you just get new bottles. So that's 10 years, you amortise it over 10 years. Safety is the most important thing. So your regulators, make sure that your regulators are tested. If in doubt, get it tested by a gas fitter. That's really important. Your pipes and your fittings, check to make sure that they're all secured to the chassis or the body. And the pipe leading away from the cylinder should be fitted with a loop or a flexible hose to reduce the chances of the pipe cracking due to vibrations. That's, that's a really good hint. And make sure that no leaks have developed. Regularly check all your joints, your fittings by brushing on soapy water. Now if you get any bubbles, that indicates that you're getting a gas leak. So the general hints are you always turn your gas off at the cylinder when not in use. Make sure the cylinder is not overfilled. Don't enter or stay in a van if you can smell gas. And after turning the, the cylinder off, open the door, allow any gas to disperse. Keep flammable materials away, of course, from your stove or your burner, unless you're trying to light it up. And have a fire extinguisher handy. So make sure that is handy. Don't, don't put your fire extinguisher under the bed or somewhere that you can't get to it really, really quickly, because that's important. So, but otherwise, the LPG system that we have is just a beauty. So... There you go. There's a little bit of a hint for you. We'll come back with you in just a little moment's time.
excellent trying to find answers to some questions that are common questions but people everywhere want to know and one of the things was can you install a gas barbecue or other gas appliance to your van can you do that yourself now Malcolm Street's an expert on this and I read a report recently and he says no the entire gas system has to comply with the Australian and New Zealand standards 5601 and that means any work done on the gas system should be at least, signed off by a licensed professional. So you might be able to do some of the work yourself, uh, but it'll have to be signed off by a gas plumber. Now, that's really important. I would, I would think that you wouldn't want to go playing with gas yourself anyway, so make sure that it's done properly. Another one was that if you've bought a vintage van and you want to do it up, will you be able to do that yourself? Well, the basic answer is yeah. Theoretically, if you can do the work, then you can do it. But you can't do the gas, and you can't do the 240-volt power supply. So, yes, you can do the fix-up on the van, but don't do the gas appliances and don't do the 240-volt power supply. You can, however, install diesel or methylated spirit fire cookers. You can do a water heater, a space heater, and then all you have to do to make the van comply is to get it registered, uh, and that's fine. As long as the essentials of VSB1 are covered, then you are good. So that's 
that's really good. Thanks, Melbourne, for all of that. I don't like the location of the PowerPoints in my van's bathroom. Uh, can I just move them? That's an excellent question. Everybody says, gee, I'd, I'd like to move that PowerPoint, even in your own home, you think that. Uh, and you might say, well, you could be tempted. No, don't do it. Do not do it. You're required by law to have any 240-volt mains power system installed and maintained by a licensed electrician to the requirements of the Australian New Zealand standards. So they've, they've, both countries have got standards, and you've got to cover by those. So uh, that's very important. There are requirements with RVs, including double power points, uh, earthing, tagging, testing, and power leads. So make sure that you use a licensed electrician to do all of that. Hey, do you love your tools? Fair income tools, real tools, not the hardware shop kind, but fair income real tools, then you've got to go to Hare and Forbes Machinery House. Now, Hare and Forbes, they're just down the road in North Mead. They're big, they're Aussie, but they're all the way around Australia. You can find them in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and Perth, but importantly, they're just down the road in North Mead. You can give them a call on 9890 but just go on to the website, machineryhouse.com.au, and sign up to become a machinery housemate. There's great benefits if you do that. There's online promotions. There's exclusive offers for you. You can track your orders. There's click and collect. There's even a paperless warranty. There's newsletters. There's the latest releases. There's competitions. And right now, if you buy online and you spend $100, you're going to get $20 off. If you spend $300, you'll get $50 off. It's a fabulous, fabulous place. But they have the greatest selection. And importantly, they're Aussie. So I'll give you that number again, 9890-9111 or machineryhouse.com.au. If you want your tools, that's where you go. If you're looking for somewhere to go, don't forget the national parks. In New South Wales, you've got 225 national parks and there's hundreds and hundreds of things to do and things to see and places to go. And there's an app, an app. So good. If you've got a smartphone, I would suggest you download the app, put it in there because you've got everything everything ready with you. But the beautiful thing is before you go, you can download a park. And then all your navigational GPS and functions and whatnot allow you to view that information and the maps, even if you don't have internet access. And then you can use the map to locate the park or the trails or the things to do, the places to see. It's really, really good. Now, the beautiful part is you can explore activities and attractions like everything local around there, find things to do that are close to your current location, plan ahead using the information about distances and accessibility and facilities. You can find places to stay. So if you want to locate a campground or a caravan site or a cabin or a homestead or cottages in the national parks, it's all in there. You can book national park accommodation, but you will need internet access to do that. But you can book your national park accommodation. That's fabulous. You can find other parks nearby using your location. And you can find, and this is the good part, you can find parks all over New South Wales just using the search tool or the map. So, so save your favourites. This is a, a beauty and it's called, the easy way to get it, you just go into NSW National Parks app, NSW National Parks app and, and go for it. And then you've got somewhere to go. You can never say, oh, where are we going to go? What are we going to do this weekend? There's a national park somewhere near you. Hey, our friends at CIL Insurance, they've got some hints about uh, what to do with the next school holidays because school holidays is coming up. Uh, you'll maybe be putting the kids on board and board is something you don't want them to be. So you've got to keep them occupied. And if you're tired of singing 10 green bottles hanging on the wall or hearing them say they're bored uh, or you've played I Spy for the 900th time, then what else can you do with them? Well, they've given us some tips. They suggest... They suggest you start early in the morning. So especially with the young ones, they reckon that they'll tire pretty quickly after an early start. They'll fall asleep. Uh, and by the time they wake up again, you might even be somewhere more interesting. So there's a hint for you. Uh, they also suggest having some entertainment packs. So make sure the kids are stimulated with a variety of things to do. The packs, colouring books, paper, crayons maybe a portable DVD player, even iPods, a car seat organiser can hold all those things for you. They're pretty good to get. You can get those from Super Cheap, a car seat organiser. Uh, you can end the day's travel at a reasonable time is one of the suggestions they make. End the day's travel at a reasonable time. So 
let the kids check out the caravan park or the place you've stopped with plenty of time before it's dinner time. Let them have a bit of a play, wear themselves out again so they get a good night's sleep. You even get a good night's sleep and then you're ready for an early start again the next day if you're carrying on or if you're staying for uh, for the time, then you're already there. You're just going to have a good time because the kids are already out there playing. Uh, protect your most precious cargo. That means that before you leave home each time, do a thorough safety check of your vehicle. Do a thorough safety. So check the wheels. Make sure the nuts are tight. Uh, have a look at your tyres. Make sure your alignments, uh, you're not wearing out your, your front tyres on either side. So make sure your alignment's intact and your balance, of course. If your steering wheel's bouncing around in your hands, then that generally indicates that you need a wheel balance. And, of course, make sure that you are insured because if something does go wrong, then many of the insurance policies today, they might even cover you for accommodation or a, a rental vehicle or things like that. So if you have a problem, then maybe the insurance company can be your very, very best friend. So be careful who you insure with. It's not just price, it is the quality of it. Have a talk to CIL, they might be able to help you there. And while we're helping somebody, you might be going to the beach for your holiday. If that's the case, why don't we listen to little Paddy? He's my blonde-headed, stompy, wompy, real gone surfer boy. This is an oldie. It's from uh, uh, little Paddy. I think it was her very, very first hit. She was 14 years old when she did this one. All about, she was from Maroubra in Sydney. So little Paddy, he's my blonde-headed, stompy, wompy, real gone surfer boy. We'll be back with you in just a little minute. Gee, I'm enjoying my Sunday with you. Hope you're having a good time too. Here she comes. Come on, little Sandy, get going. Come on, little Sandy, get moving. Well, I got my beach hall and I'm heading down to the surf. Gonna see my Johnny, gonna meet him down at the surf. We're gonna shoot the break, it's gonna stomp in the sand. A look in his eyes while he holds my hand. Cause he's my blonde head, it's stomping my real gun surfer boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the gang from the club will be surfing and stomping too. G'day, it's Scott. I promised you that I'd find you some great products. Now this one, I can't imagine finding you a better product. It's an Aussie product. It's called Bogout. B-O-G-O-U-T. It's Australian owned, Australian made, and it's manufactured in Queensland. And they've won so many innovation awards with this. So many innovation awards. And what it does is it turns your, your bogged wheels into a winch. Your bogged wheels into a winch. It's so simple. You just tie it on, find an anchor point and drive out. So if you want to, go to their site, which is bogout.com, bogout.com, and go to their YouTube channel. They've got some videos on their site. You will see how simple it is. You can buy it straight away. They ship it down to you. Their shipping system is so good. I know because I've, when I bought mine, I had them shipped down. I've put them on to so many mates of mine. They are that good. Bogout dot com winch in a bag turns your wheels into a winch bogout.com hey don't forget every sunday at one o'clock you can listen to on the road with scott gibbons we're going to have so much fun we're going to talk about the caravan market we're going to talk about camper trailers motorhomes where to go to what to see what you do when you get there and we're going to talk to some of the vehicle manufacturers so that you understand exactly what's going on in the RV market. We're going to have a good time. So make sure you listen in Sundays from one o'clock. I'm Scott Gibbons. We're on the road.
Hey, if you love your four-wheel driving, you are in for a treat because the Toyota Land Cruiser Club Willow Glen 4x4 Challenge is on again. I'm not sure it's on the 18th or the 19th anniversary, but this is going to be fabulous. It's on the long weekend. You can get down there the Friday night because there is a mystery event, but on the Saturday and the Sunday, by golly, do they give you something to marvel at because you've got something like 70 drivers and 15 different teams from 15 different clubs that are competing. Now, this is Fair Dinkum Off-Road Challenge event. So take the family down there. It is a family weekend. You will love it. You can get food down there. You can get everything that you want down there. They've got the lot. You can buy your lunch, whatever you need to do. But there's also raffles. And if you love a good raffle, I'm telling you, the prizes you get in this raffle are just superb. So how do you find out about it? You go to their website, Challenge, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E, Challenge at T-L-C-C, as in Toyota Land Cruiser Club, .com.au. So Challenge at T-L-C-C.com.au. They will give you all the details. They'll tell you how to get there. Again, it's for family. So there's campsites down there. There's whatever you want to do. It is so much fun, but you will learn, you will enjoy. It is just the best. So you're going to have something like 74 wheel drives, 15 clubs competing, October long weekend, challenge at tlcc.com.au. Hey, you're with Scott Gibbons. It's 89.9 FM. Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. Hints. We all love to get hints about travelling, don't we? And this show is called On the Road. So when you're on the road, what's some of those on the road hints? Well, wash as you go. What's that mean? Well, it means that you place your dirty laundry, you put some water and detergent in a bucket with a lid, with a lid, in your caravan or the back of your car as you drive along in between destinations. That should agitate enough so that your washing when you get there is basically done. You'll save time, you'll save money on the laundromat. Uh, Use wool wash and you don't have to rinse. So nice and easy one there. If you want another one, don't throw out your used tea bags. So keep those as fire lighters for the barbecue or or your open fire, you just dry them out, you soak them in methylated spirits, and when required, you put them at the bottom of the barbie or the bottom of the fire, you light them, and they're just like a fire lighter, but they're safer, and they don't smell as bad, so (laughs) pretty good, so that's your old tea bags. Stubby holders, everyone loves their stubby holders, I've probably got a dozen of them, I shouldn't have a dozen, but I've got a dozen, they're there, but I use them not just as a stubby holder, but I keep glasses and things like that in the cabinets, but I put a glass inside the stubby holder so they're protected. So that's why I keep a dozen of them. So it protects some of the things as we drive along. Good thing to do. Uh, If you've got kids uh, or even a pet, those fluoro collars, you know, the fluoro sticks, those little glow sticks, you use them as bracelets, put them on the kids of a night time so that they're easier to see. They're good fun for the kids. The kids will love them, but it's easier to track your kids down in the dark. If there's not enough light around, then they are easier to find. So good little hint there. If you're in the caravan park or whatever, you can see your kids much easier, much, much, much easier. It saves a lot of shouting out for the kids as well because you know where they are. That's a bit of a win. Uh, your garden solar lights, everybody, if you put up your annex and you've got some, or you put up your tent, whatever it be, and you've got some strings hanging down, uh, you don't want to be tripping over all of those cords and strips and, and whatnot and tent pegs and what. So if you've got, you can buy them, get them from Bunnings, get them from Reject Shop, you can get some uh, little solar lamps and you just put those where your tent pegs are, you're not going to trip over your tent pegs anymore. So great little hint there for you. That's a bit of a winner. So just, and they're cheap. You can buy them for about $2 roughly. Uh, just and, and they don't need to be big and bright. All they need to do is to be able to be seen at night. So if you go for a little walk, then you're not going to trip over them and neither are your guests. That's going to be terrific. So good win there. Uh, baking paper. Baking paper is proving to be the new best friend when you're barbecuing. It keeps your marinade from sticking to the hot plate. Reduces cleaning time. That's a win. And if you're using a public barbecue, that's a lovely, lovely thing to do because it protects your food, uh, protects you from getting uh, maybe some germs and bacteria and also keeps the barbecue hot plate nice and clean for the next person coming along. So that's another good hint. Ziploc bags, I love them, Ziploc bags. Now you take those in different sizes. Now you can use them to organise your luggage or your toiletries or the big ones. You can even put dirty laundry in there or wet clothing, whatever you've got. But it's ter- they're terrific. Uh, if you've got a pre-cooked meal, 
then you can put those in there. If it's a frozen meal, put that in there, put it in the freezer. Uh, it, you can even pre-measure ingredients for different recipes that you're going to make along the way. So if you know there's a particular recipe that you're going to do, you might just put all your ingredients in different Ziploc bags at those that need to be frozen. You freeze them, those that need to be in the fridge, you put in the fridge, and those that you don't need to be, if it's just like flour or whatever, you zip that up, and the correct quantities that you want for that recipe, it's already done. So nice and easy. Hey, sometimes in the cold, and we have been cold of late, uh, if you've got a picnic blanket, you know those things with the with the rubber backing, a proper picnic blanket with the rubber backing, then put that under your mattress. That stops a lot of the cold from coming through. Ants... Ants are going to be a big thing. Ants, well, they're only little, but they're a big, they're a big problem. So if you want to stop them coming through your caravan or raiding your pantry or whatnot, just place some talcum powder around the entry to your caravan, maybe around the tyres, around the jockey wheel, uh, and that generally fixes that problem up for you pretty quickly. They just don't like talcum powder. And one of the things you've got to have, or two things you've got to have, one is Velcro tape. Take some Velcro tape with you, because if you break a a latch or a fridge door or a drawer or whatever it be, Velcro can normally fix that problem for you. And of course our good friend WD-40. You can't travel without WD-40. If you're going to travel, then you're looking for the life of freedom. If you're going to have the life of freedom, then you might as well listen to Johnny Farnham. Johnny Farnham with That's Freedom. Here he comes now. That's Freedom, John Farnham. Hey, this is On the Road with Scott Gibbons. I just love being with you on a Sunday. We're here every Sunday between one and two. If you're enjoying the show, if you're getting some hints, that's terrific. Tell your friends so we can get more and more people listening. That's what we want. And send an email through if you want to. Go onto the Facebook page. Let us know how much you're enjoying the show. I'm Scott Gibbons and here's Johnny Farnham.
All right, we all love to get away. And if you love country music, then probably you've already been to the Tamworth Country Music Festival previously. But if you haven't, then it's time to book because the bookings are just about to open. In fact, they opened on August 1. August 1 is when the, the uh, bookings open. So 17th of January to the 26th of January 2020, it is Australia's largest music festival. In fact, it's one of the 10 top music festivals in the world. Now, from my side, I don't think I've been to the other nine, but I think this, this Tamworth thing, every time I've gone, it is outstanding. Now, this year, they've got 700 performers. 700. There's 2,800 shows across 120 different venues. There's hundreds of buskers. The buskers, when you go down Peel Street, the buskers, you will just love them. The, the variety of music and the talent. The talent. It's better than any of the TV shows. It's absolutely fabulous. So you've got entertainment every day. Now, there's about 300,000 people that go across the 10 days. So that's roughly an average of 30,000 a day. So it's big. But there's a lot of venues, lots of places to go, terrific places to eat, good things to see. And of course, you're going to Tamworth. And Tamworth is gold. And speaking of gold, you've got the Golden Guitars. Now, the Golden Guitar Awards, that's the pinnacle of the of the whole show. So make sure you get to Tamworth. And when it's on again, it's on 17th of January, 26th of January, 2020. If you want to find out more, then you go to their website, TCMF, which is... Tamworth Country Music Festival, but TCMF for Fred, dot com dot au, TCMF dot com dot au, the Tamworth Country Music Festival, you will love it. Thanks so much for listening in to On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. (laughs) 